What's up, everybody? What's cracking like it with the booty smacking? It's the one and only your favorite photographer, Notorious One, broadcasting to you live in the wreck here at the AC headquarters in North Hollywood, California. And as always, we're back with another phenomenal show. This is What's the Word in case you don't know. And of course, the show isn't the show unless I got the lyrical genius by my side, Dobo Tony. What up, famo? What up, what up? Shit, we ready to get this episode cracking, man. This is going to be a good one, definitely, for the books, especially for me, you know, the guests that we about to introduce. You know, a little hometown action in the building. But man, I hope y'all ready for this episode. It's going to be a good one. Lots to talk about. And you know, y'all stay tuned in, man. As always, you know, we have another classic show. You know, that's what we do. You guys want amazing content. That's what we do, man. We give you guys great content. And as always, we have another talented rapper. He had his debut album, Gutter Made, back in 2019. And he's been consistent ever since. Mr. Brown and Proud, and he's never looking dusty. From Santa Ana, Del High to be exact. Everybody give it up for my boy, Lottie the G. What up, what yeah. up, fellas? Notorious Doughboy. Thank you for having me. What's the word? Man, bro, yeah. you know, like I said, man, you could have been anywhere else, but the fact that you're here with us, man, I really appreciate it, big dog. Yes, sir. I appreciate it as well, man. Thank you for having me. Del, how you doing today, man? Everything good uh, or what? I'm doing great, brother. You know what I mean? Every day above our ground is a blessed day. You know what I mean? And we we push you forward, man. Nah, most definitely, yeah, yeah. man. Yes, sir, man. So, you know, I hear you was chilling in South Central today. Yeah, I was in South Central, man. I had to stop by and get some King Taco. Hey, I mean, feel back hey, up, okay. get my energy up. What you uh, what you get off the menu from King Taco? Oh man, I'm you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I ain't shot. You know what I mean? I, I had a burrito <laughs> and three tacos, bro. You know what I mean? I went in like a beast. You know what I'm saying? I went. I got a salad burrito and three tres tacos de lengua. Shit. And a and a coke just to you yeah. know what I mean? Get my little energy up. I really hardly ever drink sodas or anything like that, yeah. but. I had to stay up for today because I had a full day of work as well. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd be coming yeah. home a little drained. I'd be working construction. That's right. That's so right. I had, to, I had to get my energy up. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, most, most definitely. definitely. Yes, sir. So, you know, here, what's the word? I mean, one thing we like to talk about is sports. And, I yeah. mean, I did my homework, dog. And one thing we both have in common, we both some Dallas Cowboys fans, oh, man, right? Since day yeah. one. Hell yeah, yes, man. Yes, sir. You know, Dallas Cowboys. And I want to give a shout out to my Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to all the fans. Yeah, yeah. As we beat Los Angeles, We man. them boys. Yes, sir. We beat them 20 to 17. You know, Prescott, you know, he had an impressive game, man. He, he threw 272 yards. He had a touchdown. But not only that, he was also putting in work with, you know, rushing as well. Yeah. 40 yards, one touchdown. CB, fucking CD Lamb tore it up. Yeah. Uh, tore it up. They had to. After the the offense, week I mean, the offense did their thing, but, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at without our defense, man. That's without a doubt. Michael Parsons shut it down and he closed out that game. And then uh, yes, Stefan, you know what I mean? He, yeah. Uh, Gilmore, Gilmore, he yeah, got he that interception that. at yeah. the end. So, um, I mean, they made up for the loss the week before because yeah. the, the Niners put a little tapping on us. You know what? <laughs> um, that's something that I want to go ahead and, I, oh, you know, I want to be a man. And I, I got to apologize to all the 49er fans because you guys definitely beat us, man. And, yeah, you know, they did their thing, man. Hey, I'll be man enough to say it. But I will say this, man. Enjoy it. Cherish it. Celebrate it. Go out to eat. Whatever. You know, do what you got to do. But we'll see you in the playoffs, Hell baby. yeah. We'll see you in the playoffs. We'll run it back. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll see the man and uh yeah shout out to all my my homies that are Niner fans man we was we was talking back and forth all week long before that game man but you know they got the W so ups to them man no doubt but that was they got the W last week but for whatever reason they took the L this week as they fell short to the Browns yeah they 17, did 19. it's because it's because they went up against the Brown homie that's right <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean when you go up against the Brown that's what happens that was crazy bro that's yeah. super disappointing man that was, that was like straight exposure on them I mean I know they had like McCaffrey got injured in third quarter so right. did Debo but at the end of the day bro like yeah. that that defense is supposed to be the number one defense in the league 
and they were playing against a backup QB because Deshaun Watson's injured. Yeah. With like little to none firepower on that fucking team, bro. But they but, also they also got a strong defense. They got oh yeah, the Browns the Browns do got a strong defense. Yeah, they got they got a they, they got a few boys over there making uh big plays too on defense. But that's what I'm saying. Look, when it comes to NFL, I mean, you, we're all gonna have every team's gonna have bad get bad games sometimes, right? That's how it is, um, man. You know what I mean? But you know. If it's the Cowboys, everybody's talking about it, dog. Oh, the Cowboys are trash and they're this and that. 49ers, I, I'm not hearing nothing, bro. Nah, it's because you, uh, not me, man. Well, Fuck the Niners, dog. I the hate Cowboys the are the most, uh, like one of the, well, probably the biggest, the most popular and team, you know what I mean, that's that's out there as far as like sports franchises, you know what I mean? The yeah. Cowboys, they they sell the most merch. Yeah. They're talked about the most. Whether we win or we lose, everybody's always talking, you know what I mean, about the Cowboys. Now, definitely. And also another undefeated team that lost, you know, was the Eagles as Eagles, it fell short. Eagles. Yep. 20 to 14 to the Jets. Cry, cry Eagles, cry. Yes, sir. <laughs> this season, look, I'm not going to lie. You know, the, the Raiders used to be like, the Raider fan used to be like the number one team that, I didn't really like them, dog. But this year it changed, bro. Now it's like more so the 49ers and the Eagles, man. Like because they, the the Raider fans are the ones who be doing the most talking, bro. Like yeah. they, they be giving you the most shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you also got to remember it's because like they they got one of the biggest fan bases because of where we're at. We're in right. LA, bro. Right. So you know, there's a lot of Raiders and Rams fans here. Yeah. Now for sure. I mean, hey, the Rams put in work, dog. As they, as they beat the AZ fucking twenty six to nine. Yep. Yeah, it's a very respectable. You know, Stafford put in work. He had two hundred and twenty six yards. He had a touchdown. Um, the running back Williams also did damage as well. Yep. he did damage, bro. But you know what's crazy? Cooper Cup is back, right? Yeah. He put up one hundred and forty eight uh, receiving, receiving yards, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing about it, bro, like, like, tell me what do you think? Obviously, I see the shirt that you have, you know, and and yeah. He was balling out prior to Cup coming back, and now ever since Cup been here, he only had twenty six yards. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, to be honest, if he's putting up, him having been wide receiver one before Cooper Cup was even in the in the squad, if he put up twenty six yards, bro, and he's that talented, and we won, but how we did, you know, I mean, I know it's the Cardinals, but you know, uh, the fact that we came in that second half and made it look so easy, bro, I don't mind it, you know, because Stafford has always been like that. You know, he's Cooper Cup is just his favorite target. Always. He's always going to throw to him no matter what. If Cup is open, bro, he's getting the ball. And, you know, most of the time, fucking Cooper Cup is open. He knows just how to get around. He knows how to maneuver. He's a very smart wide receiver. So, you know, uh, and I think uh, what, what helps us with that is, like, that just goes to show how much you know, firepower we really do have because right. everybody was so impressed with Puka Nakua. People were, you know, people were getting impressed with the way Tutu Outwell was playing, bro. And, you know, now they're just getting less targets because Stafford loves Cup. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you face up a team like, let's say the, the Patriots, Bill Belichick loves to double team right. all the wide receiver ones, bro. It won't matter, bro. We got Tutu Atwell and you got Puka Nakua on the other side. They're going to do just as much damage because Puka was already showing us he's doing the damage that Coop was doing. Yeah. You know, so and then you also got to remember that it's still early in the season, bro. Oh yeah, for you know sure. I mean? yeah. There's a lot of football to be played, yeah. man. Yeah. So like a lot of teams, they're barely warming up, bro. They're barely like figuring out, you know, their plays, their players. So it's gonna be good, man. Towards probably like the middle of the season and a little bit, like a little bit after that, and as we get closer, like closer and closer to the playoffs, a lot of teams are gonna get hot, bro. Oh yeah, man. and it's crazy right now with all the injuries, bro. Like McCaffrey just got injured, Debo Samuel's injured, David Montgomery's injured, fucking Justin Jefferson's injured, Kyron Williams just got injured on the Rams. Like there's just so much going on, bro. But I mean, I, overall, 
I'm happy with my team right now because we were expected to just be like dead last in our division. And the fact that we got a fucking playoff hope. Yeah. Shit, I, I'm all for it, bro. You oh. guys, you guys playing the Ram- the Browns next week, right? No, we got the Steelers this week. Steelers, okay. Yeah, and we got the Steelers, and, and after we got that, after that. Who you got, bro? We got the oh, yeah, I, hope, I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. We got a bye this week, and then next week, yeah, like we see yeah. them. Yeah, that's yeah. why we got the Steelers this week. Then yeah. you guys, uh, no, you guys got a bye this week. Yeah. So in the next week, we got you guys in yes, Dallas. Sir. Yeah, you guys got us at home. Yeah, yeah, we can show everybody we're the king of LA. You know, we already <laughs> know the Chargers. Now we're gonna get the Rams, and it's over with, man. But, uh, <laughs> You know, something that right now is making a lot of headlines and it's everywhere is everything that Jada Pickett has been saying. What you guys think about that, man? I think fucking Jada's smoking too much booty juice, dog. I think she's a fucking liar, homie. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, I think she's just saying things to like keep herself relevant and be in like the spotlight, you know, like, because of all these things that she's been saying lately, like, why wasn't she ever talking about them before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, you know? I just, but like, don't you guys feel like it's mad disrespectful, you know, for her to constantly just talk about Tupac and Tupac and Tupac? Like, <laughs> After old boy done, yeah, because Tupac you know. gave her that thug passion, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, like I said, man. I mean, I feel like nowadays, you know, like these women, they're, they're savages, man, and, and her, you know, like feel how you feel. It is what it is. But to be able to like constantly talk about like that and not caring about Will Smith, his image or how he feels, you know, like, yeah. But if you really think about it, bro, like she's been doing that, like from the beginning, right? From the beginning, she always like let Will Smith know like, oh, Pac is my, you know, yeah, you know, he's, he's my friend or whatever she wants to call him. But come on, man, you could, you could tell like she's, she was just into him. You know what I'm saying? But from the beginning, she's, I mean, she even had, uh, uh, Pac and Will like kicking it you know what I'm right. saying yeah it's like when girls bring bring like when you first meet a girl and she brings you around and she tells you oh this guy right here he's my best friend he's just my friend but it's like come on <laughs> dog what what kind of guy's just gonna want to be around a girl and they're just friends but you, you you guys don't feel like like Will Smith is being a sucker too at the end oh, of the yeah. day oh, oh he's, he's a big old sucker dog I mean yeah. dude like you got you got the money you know you got everything that I know for a fact you get any 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 woman that you want, but like you're, you're staying stuck right there. Like man. I understand he probably you know try to make it work for his kids. You know what I'm saying because right. he loves his kids and yeah. like a real man is always gonna try to keep his family together. You know what I mean, but he has to like draw the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there has to come he, a point where he like draws the line. And he's all like, just he has to realize like, man, this woman is straight just disrespecting my manhood. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think his kids are at that point already where they just understand. You know, and I mean they get to see. Everything that we see, they get to see it too, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure they wouldn't be like, hey, yo, Pops, we f- we feel it, you know? We get it, bro. Like, do yeah. what you got to do. And if you really think about it, these are the type of, like, issues that happen in all kinds of different relationships, you know? Not just Will Smith and Jada, you know? These right. things are happening yeah. to everybody everywhere in real life, you know? It's just... Yeah. We just because, get to see this. Because they're celebrities. Yeah. They're, like, in the spotlight. So, you know what I mean? Everybody's all up in the juice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's that's true, man. But like I said, I mean, to me, it's, it's messed up in my opinion. But you know, Jada, I don't know. But she, at the end of the day, Will's the one who allows it, bro. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, man, you gotta put your girl on check, bro. Will, get your shit together, yeah, man. Come on, get, man. Come on, I thought you was the Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Lottie the G, man. Like I said, bro, you've been you've been consistent with your work. You know, I know, I know you rap. You go way back, you know. And um, but your recent project that you just dropped is for my family, yes, right? Sir. And I want to shine light on that. But before anything, why that title for my family? Because um, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, everything we do, it's for our loved ones. Right. I mean, you gotta be like a um, 
like a, a like what do you call all those people that are all about themselves selfish you got to be real selfish bro if everything's just about me 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 you know what i'm saying when i went through my hard times who was there my family when you know i went through my struggles who was there my family you know what i mean nobody but them so you know what i mean like everything that i do now that i'm a, a grown man you know what I mean? And that I'm mature. It's like, I do everything for my family, bro. You right. know what I'm saying? It's not just about me. Like, I want to show them, like, maybe I can't fix everything that I've done, but you know what I mean? Like, all the progress and all the hard work that I do now, it's not just about me. Because if it was just about me, bro, like, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't really go as hard as I go. Right. I'd be ha happy and content with just having a little bit. But I go hard and, um, you know what I mean? I put all my energy into everything that I do because... I want to make them proud. You know what I'm saying? I want to make my family proud and be like, hey, man, you know, like when my mom looks at me, like I'm proud of my son. Yeah. When my brothers and sisters look at me like, hey, that's my brother. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he never gave yeah. up. He kept going. My nieces and my nephews like, man, that's my uncle. That's my Nino. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even my friends and my peers like, man, you know, like I'm proud of you, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because in, 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 in a way, you know what I mean? People are really close to you that ain't your blood. In a way, they're kind of like family too because you allow them into your space and your time. You know, like, hey, hey, my mom's cooking, you know, come on in, you know, like, let's eat, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So sometimes I have homies like that, you know what I mean? One of my best friends, you know, that I consider like a brother right now, he's in the feds, but my boy, oh, man, shout out to him, you know what I'm saying? I know he ain't watching or probably won't see this till he hits the main line, but, you know, I got a lot of love for him like a, like a brother, and he's always sat down with, with, with me and my mom and my brother and my family, you know, to have dinners and barbecues and share birthdays and all that stuff with them. So I go hard for all of them, bro. I go hard for my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's dope. And one thing that I, I, I respect a lot about you, because you, you remind me a lot of my father and, and all of his brothers as well, because as gangster as they were, right, they were mama's boys, man. And, and, and I feel like you have a lot of love. You have a, a strong relationship with your mother. Um, talk to us. How important is that to have that bond with your mother? Uh, my mom's my mom's my world, man. You know what I'm saying? My mom's my mom's everything to me. Because um, like, you know, growing up, like I never had a father, you know what I mean? I may have had father figures like my older brothers and my Theo, which is her her brother, you know what I mean, and he's my Nino, but like I, I never had like a father, you know what I mean? Like to be there to like discipline me or correct me or you know what I mean? Guided me in the right direction. So in a sense, like my mother was my mother and my father, you know what I'm saying? And like my mother never like judged me, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when I would fuck up and you know what I mean? I'd end up doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. And I ended up in places that I never wanted to go or I shouldn't have been at. Like she never judged me or, you know, like, you know, like, hey, you know, like, um, you're not going to be at the house no more because you're fucking up or you know, like, um, I don't want you to be here and I don't want, you know, to rub off on your, on your nieces or your, you know, like you're a bad influence here at the house. Like she never did none of that. Like every time I fucked up and I went away, I always had a home to come back to, to sleep in. I always had a bed to sleep in. Um, no matter how fucked up, how addicted or messed up on drugs I was, she always fixed me a hot plate of food, you know, like, um, whenever I needed something, she was there for me, bro. You know what I mean? And she see me at my worst. You know what I mean? And she's yeah. the only person who never really turned her back on me. Like, you know, like certain family members or whatever, like they'll draw the line with you. Like, hey, man, yeah. you're on your own from here. But like right. my mom, she never she never did that to me. The definition of loyalty. Unconditional love, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, when I was uh, when I was away, you know, doing my time and all that, like I always got a letter from my mom. I always got a little money order, even when I wouldn't ask for it, bro, because I wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Like, she did it from her heart, you know? She just wanted to make sure that I had 
you know, money to buy my items or whatever. And um, I always told her never to go visit me when I was like far away, like in prison, like far prisons, because I, I never wanted her making those drives. But like when I was here in the county jail, like in the city we live in, she she was there, bro, like every weekend to visit me, you know? And it's like, yeah. I never asked her for that. Even like in juvenile hall, like um, when I was in juvenile hall, I was at a camp and they would let you bring uh, like food, you know what I mean? She would bring me, it was like way up in the mountains in Elsinore, bro. And like, we live in Santa Ana and it, it's an ugly drive, like on Ortega Highway for those who know where Los Pinos yeah. is at. And um, she would bring me Carl's Jr. every day, bro. I like the, 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 the Western, the double yeah. Western. She always brought a double Western for me with my strawberry cheesecake, my Chris Cup fries, and, and my Coke yeah. every week. You know what I mean? You used, used like, to tear that up or what? <laughs> <laughs> bro, and it's like, who's going to do those things for you, bro? Only moms. Who's going to drive Only all moms. the way up into some messed up mountains just to right. go see you? Like, moms, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, yeah, my pops was never around, but, like, my moms was always there. So, I mean, she's everything to me, bro. And, like, everything that I do, like, um, you know, I, I'm not – I do it for myself, but, like, yeah. I also do it to make her proud, bro, to, like, it's my way of telling her, like, thank you, mom. Like, I know yeah. I messed up, but look, look at your son. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm here. I'm trying my hardest. You know that's what I'm right, saying? That's right, man. I, I love Hell to yeah, that. no, that's, that's what it's all about. You oh, know, yeah. you got to understand and recognize the people that really hold it down for you, bro. And, you know, me knowing you personally, bro, I know you you really have got a lot of love for your mom, G. And, and that's dope. It's dope to see that, you know. And I feel like that probably from you making your transition from like your life growing up that was like a big reason for you to make that like switch that pivot to just kind of stay on the right track right yep yeah because like um like when i'd be out on the streets mess messing up and shit like that like i was so fucked up in the head bro I was so fucked up on drugs like i never really would stop to think about like how my mom felt you know what i'm saying yeah but then like I'd get caught and I'd, you know, obviously I'd be like doing my time and I was sober now. And I'd think back to all those things, you know what I mean? All those times I walked into the house all fucked up on drugs or, or you know what I mean? Like just looking fucking like on a, on a sick one, you know what yeah. I mean? On a sick one. And fucking like how my mom would probably see me just coming through the door, you know what I mean? Like, damn, you know, like that's not my son, you know, but like regardless, she loved me unconditionally, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And then, you know, when she would go see me, she would be like, ay, mijo, te miras bien, you know, like, you look good, mijo, you know, like, because she, she would see now that I'm sober and I'd be, yeah. you know, like myself again, you know right. what I mean? And it's like, I'd go back and I'd think about that, like, damn, man, like, I was tore up for my mom to tell me that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, te miras bien, you look good now, like, because moms notice stuff, you know, like, we get older and older, bro, but we always got to remember that our moms have been looking into our faces and our eyes and our behavior since we were babies, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they know when you're when you're doing good and they know when you're doing bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, it's like we're only human, bro, so we're, we're going to make mistakes. But, like, now that I made my, stake, my mistakes and I learned from them, like, you know, like my mom don't got to worry about that no more. That's true, man. And that's, that's something I really want to get into detail right now, but... So I, I want to, you know, going back to the project for my family, these are three tracks that t stood out to me the most, you know, uh, right off the bat is You Can't Fuck With Us with Mr. D and Johnny D who's going to be here next week, right? Shout talk out to Mr. D, Johnny D and Darren Vegas, man. We did that. Talk to me about that project, man. How did that come about? Oh, and, and, and Messy Art because he shot the video to that. Um, that song came about like, um, 
like uh, obviously you know what i mean i'm a fan of hip-hop bro right i'm not one of those guys who like look at different artists and start hating on them and and talking about them you know what i mean like so off the bat mr d's dope he you know is what i'm saying he is. yeah he's a spitter bro yes, sir. And, and if people don't recognize that in in um in our culture or outside of our culture like it has to be hate bro for yeah. sure because to me he's one of the most talented artists out there and he's a yeah. young cat besides the man sitting to the right that's right of me like those two <laughs> appreciate it. these guys are young and they're yeah. talented bro and they're the future yeah and i mean i believe mr D how old are you though boy i'm 24 oh i think they're around the same age yeah. like 23 or 24 bro you know what i mean so the future is looking bright for for rasa for most definitely I, I know everybody calls it chicano rap so yeah. the future is looking bright for chicano rap you know right. what i'm saying because mr d and doughboy they're two of the most talented artists in in our genre you know what i mean yeah so uh i had never worked with him before um i met his manager i met his manager through um my homie kobe on kobe on the mons yeah shout, shout out to yeah, my boy kobe on uh he took me out he was gonna um he was gonna be filming some uh, um like behind the scenes footage of of some artist okay we went out um like into some mansions you know what i'm saying and um mr d's uh manager was there and i met him juan shout out to juan um rt rtm rtm productions i believe um and um i met him out there and i was like he told me he's all like yeah man i'm um i'm mr d's manager you know what i'm saying and i was like hey man mr d's dope man like you know yeah it would be dope if you know you could set something up so we could work with one another so because of Kobion and Mr. D's um, manager, Juan, uh, they linked us up. But besides that, my producer, our producer, Darren Vegas, he he worked with Mr. D before. You know what I mean? So he had something to do with that as well. And then um, Johnny D, shout out to Johnny D from Spanish Fly and all the homies from Spanish Fly. Um, Johnny D is just a dope ass motherfucking artist, he is, bro. Yeah, for he sure. Could, he could fucking sing his ass off, bro. He His hooks are like, yeah. are, are phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I mean, it was a no-brainer, you know what I mean? Darren Vegas on the beat, you yeah. know what I mean? M me and Mr. D spitting and uh, Johnny D on the hook, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a that's a banger yeah. for sure, without a doubt. And that's I wanted it to be like, you know what I mean? I wanted it to be like, I wanted that that West Coast sound, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That California West Coast sound, that's what I wanted, you know what I mean? And it's like, I wanted something that, you know what I mean? Something that, that was going to stand out, something that's different from what's out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, how do you feel about Mr. D? His estilo does it make you reminisce? Um, Mr. D, Mr. D's a cool, cool cat, dog. Like, he's like, like all with the baggy clothes and, and all that. Well, you know, like I never dressed like oh, that okay. back in the day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but everybody has their own style, bro. And it fits him. Yeah, you know what I mean? It fits him, and he's a he's a cool homie, dog. He's like yeah. um super laid back, right? Super humble and respectful. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Mr. D, man. Yeah, and, he uh, was he was very easy to approach at the Urban Con. You know, very cool. You know, he was kicking it with everybody. Nah, yeah, he's very humble, bro. Yeah. You know, he's very humble. And like me, I don't like being cocky or arrogant or nothing, but I I mean, that song to me is a banger, bro. It is. It's, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite songs, one of my most favorite songs that I've recorded. I have I have a few of them, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's it's a song like um that I definitely bang, you know what I mean? Like on the regular. For sure. And like you said, you know, the, the visual is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah that model was gorgeous, bro. Oh, man. Bro. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that bro. model... I must have watched that video 10 times back to back. <laughs> I like to have like, I like to have beautiful women in my yeah. videos. You know what I'm nah, saying? And sure. it's like, she's definitely up there, probably like top 
top three yeah from all the females that i've had without a doubt another track that i was very intrigued with and i i, I feel like it's very powerful right and it's i'm mexican oh yeah so before i even get to this track what is being mexican what does that mean to you i mean being mexican to me bro is like you know i know a lot of people get into the they get into like the serious like details like oh you gotta be born in mexico oh you gotta you know being mexican to me bro is like recognizing what your roots are and being proud of them bro you know what i mean and um you know both of my parents even though my father wasn't in my life like i know about him you know like my mom has told me things about him like and um and i i, I do know who he was like when i was younger i did meet him we did spend some time together but it was like real real you know brief you know what i'm saying like i never really like lived with him or nothing like that but I know he's from Jalisco. My mom's from Jalisco, so I'm really proud of that. And like, um, I'm just I'm super proud of being Mexico, uh, uh, Mexican. I spend a lot of time in Mexico. Like when I was younger, and um, they used to give us like three months for summer vacation, and I used to go spend all my summers in Mexico, bro. Like um, with my grandparents, like sembrando, you know what I mean? Like planting corn, cultivating corn, and um, pumpkin, calabaza, all that stuff. I used to be milking the cows. I used to ride horses, donkeys, go to the mountains to get lenya for my grandma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And wa walking around in huaraches all summer long. So it's like uh, I got to experience all of that, bro. So it's something that I'm definitely proud of. Like, I don't just, I, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, you know, like Mexican pride or brown pride. Like, nah, yeah. I, I, I lived what it is to be out there, bro, and to experience living in a rancho, you know what I mean? Because yeah. when I would go to Jalisco, that's, it was straight rancho living, you know what I mean? Like going in the gallinero and and taking the eggs out of the out of the gallinero. Like um, we didn't have showers or, or or toilets, you know what I mean? We would have to use the restroom outside, like by the nopales and all that <laughs> yeah. shit. And fucking, you know, we'd go swimming in the rivers and be like showering in the rivers when it would rain and like all the all the mountain water would come and like clean the rivers out. So it's like I got to experience all of that, like eating tunas off of the nopales. Like you cut tunas and you like peel them right there on the rocks, you know, with your little blade. <laughs> yeah. And getting thorns in your fingers, but you're like fucking out there just eating a bunch of tunas from the nopales. So it's like I'm proud of all of that, bro. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like I was fortunate that, you know, I was born over here. So I would go experience all of that in, in Mexico and see how my family lived over there in Mexico. And then I'd come back over here to the United States and just see how how good we have it over here, how spoiled we are, you know? Right. So it's like, um, even though I was messing up or whatever, like I had struggles when I was a youth, like as far as like, you know, living in a, a neighborhood where it's like gang infested, drug infested. I mean, I always stood um, strong on my roots, bro. You know what I mean? You got to. Like, um, I know, like when I would go to Mexico, they would make fun of me and like call me a pocho and like pinche chicanito pocho, yeah. you know what I mean? And then like when I'd be over here, it's like because I, I speak so fluently in Spanish and like I am so proud of being Mexican. They'd be like, ah, fool, you're, you're a fucking paisa. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. like, so I would get it from both sides, but it's like at the end of the day, I embraced it and I'm like proud of what I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most I'm definitely. Not, I'm not half this or half that. Like, um, you know, like no no disrespect to anybody who is half or half or whatever, but like I'm, I'm a full-blooded Mexican, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like um, I wasn't born in Mexico, but it's like, the blood that runs through my body is yeah. straight from Jalisco. You know what I mean? That's right. What do you think is something like, uh, I know you're super like brown and proud, bro. Like, what do you think is something? Because I feel like a lot of people in this generation, they lack that. 
Yeah. You know, what do you think? What do you say. what do you think is something, bro, that like can make that shift, make that change for like, you know, youngsters coming up now, generations now or generations behind us to have that same feeling? I mean, embrace what you are, bro. Embrace, like, look at yourself in the mirror and know that that's what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And embrace it. Like, study your roots. Like, ask your parents questions. Talk to your grandparents. Like, hey, how was it with you growing up? Like, you know what I mean? Where you're from? Like, what are the struggles that you guys had to go through? And when I think when people educate themselves that way and um, speak with their family and they really find out who they are, it's like that makes you proud right there you know what i'm saying like, yeah. it makes you proud of the last name you have it makes you proud of like where your parents and your grandparents come from and it's like all the struggles that they had to go through just so you could be right here yeah you know what i mean having all the things that you have you know yeah. what I mean? whether it's the job you have whether it's the education you're getting whether it's the girl you meet or whatever you know what i'm saying if it wasn't for your grandparents or your parents coming over here you wouldn't have none of that yeah. you'd probably be over there in mexico fucking wishing you were over here you know what i'm saying yeah do you do you think like uh our culture our people's like the lack of their existence in mainstream media mainstream culture like the cool shit for a long time you think that had a lot to do with the way people are i think the influence is is what makes them be the way they are like their influence you know by the people that they look up to you know what yeah. i'm saying so like if if there's certain artists they listen to like you know they're being influenced by them yeah. Instead of paying attention to, you know, what the roots and their history tells them they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's why, like, we're seeing a lot of, like, our, our especially our young, our young uh, uh, people, you know what I'm saying? That they act and they dress and they talk a certain way, you know, something that's not really fitting to who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they adopt all these different um, words and, and um, different cultures that have nothing to do with who they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I think they have identity issues, you know what I mean? A lot of our brown people have identity issues. Yeah, and you think that stems, though, from that? Like, the fact that there wasn't, like, maybe for a long time, there wasn't, like, cool Mexican rappers to look up to. Like, in, and I'm talking, like, big mainstream media well, for, not like, just a very rappers, long time. Bro, like, like, TV, movies, superheroes, yeah, all, all that, that shit. Yeah, even yeah. even in sports, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're barely starting to see, like, um, like, Spanish last names, like, in the back of Fool's jerseys or... Yeah. I mean, in baseball, there's been Latinos, you know what I mean? But... Like in football, basketball, like, um, you know, there's like that basketball player that was on the Warriors that he comes out waving the Mexican flag, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that, little by little, you're starting to see champions in the UFC now that are Mexican. Or, you know, like you have you have like Canelo that's like he's on really, top of the world for boxing. Yeah, he's yeah. really like one of the only Mexican boxers out there who's really like, you know, like representing. I mean, there's a lot of dope Mexican boxers, but. He's like one of the main ones that's out there representing, you know what I mean? And yes. little by little, you're even starting to see, like in our city, you know what I mean? You got you got uh, Alexis Rocha, Ronnie Rios, and it's like our city are proud of those guys. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, Rocha just got like a mural in the city, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he did. And it's like, um, when did you ever used to see that before? Never, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Because little by little, our people are, you know what I mean, um, taking advantage of their opportunities and it's like, um, like I said, you know, if it wasn't for our parents, our grandparents and stuff like that, like there wouldn't be people like that. Yeah. You know, we're the ones who have to step up and make the difference. You Most know definitely. Saying? And I think that that culture shift is like slowly happening, bro, because like you just said right now, Alexis Rocha, like all these people that are coming up, you know, shout out to homie Frankie Amaya. He went to Circus from high shout school. He Frankie. was he was the first draft in the in the uh, 
fucking blanking in soccer, the MLS league. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that that are happening, bro. And not just that, like mainstream culture too. They just had that Blue Beetle movie, you know, the superhero. Yep. Yeah. You know, you got Peso Pluma, all these Mexican artists on top of the world, bro. And now you're starting to see more kids really embrace like the, the Mexican in them or the Raza in them, bro. And it's crazy how much influence that really has, bro. Yeah. Because I think when they see people like that and they see things happening like that with our people, like it makes it a reality for them to be that, for yeah, them to become exactly. that. And before, yep. like um, kids weren't seeing none of that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying so. It's 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 dope to see, man. Because yeah. when I was young, I wouldn't see none of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's you, what I'm you saying. You really wouldn't see no raza like on on TV or in the radio or or nothing like that. You know, like um, growing up, like um, when I was young, like um, obviously, like hip hop was big, bro. And all you would ever really see us doing is like break dancing and maybe DJs. You know what I mean? But yeah. you never see nobody spitting rhymes. And um, like in TV, you never really seen Rasa like in TV or sports or nothing like that. So but there was people doing it. It just wasn't at like it didn't reach that level of the cultural, like mainstream media. You know, you could say where it's pushed everywhere. And that's very unfortunate. But it's dope to see it now, bro, happening for a lot of people. And like like how we are a part of hip hop, like um, like shout out to the pioneers, man. Like because uh, like uh, from Chicano rap, like the first guys who started all of this because if it wasn't for them, like, you know, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those Straight guys, up. those guys, um, you know, they took that leap and they started this, they started, you know, what, what is known today as Chicano rap. And I look how, how many people are out there now rapping and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it seems like oversaturated and, you know, some people are great at it and some people are not that great at it, but regardless, the influence is there and we're, we're seeing it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No doubt. Now there's there's a line off that track I'm Mexican that stood out to me is Europeans came from Spain. We we're the natives of this land, right? Now that's one thing that that tends to confuse me a lot, right? Like for example, like we're Mexican American, right? But like the whites, although they came from from Europe, Spain, they feel as if though they own this, right? And even even you know shout out to the blacks, but even the blacks like they they feel like they're this is where they're from, right? Yeah. Um why do you think that is? Why do you think they're trying to like push us to the side and and make it seem like like you know we're the you like, know like the peasants of the land? Right. Well, maybe because like when they came here and you know they they invaded this land, like there was really nothing here, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they feel like probably now they're looking at America. Like first of all, like these are the Americas. Right. South, Central, North America. These are the Americas. So we are the original Americans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they probably look at it like, um, you know, if it wasn't for them, like, we wouldn't be where we're at today as, you know, the United States. Because all these buildings, the economy, you know what I mean? The way, um, the value of money. Who's of building gold, those buildings? Though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, before, before they came here and it was just indigenous people, like, indigenous people didn't trip on all of that. You know, indigenous people, like, they were gold and it was like whatever to them, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't like, um, they, that's why when like Hernan Cortez came, like they were just giving it to him like gifts, bro, like turquoise, yeah. gold, food, crops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was nothing to them, but they seen it as, you know, they seen the value in it. You know what right. I mean? Like with oil, like with diamonds, like with gold. 
You know what I mean? Because all those all those things do hold value with it, and, and with that that value, you know what I mean? They make they make themselves rich, bro. Yeah. That's why there's millionaires and billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Because if if there was no value on gold money or none of that, like there wouldn't those people wouldn't exist, bro. We'd still yeah. be living like the way the indigenous people live. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not and yet. and it's like it took the Europeans coming from Spain to come here you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's like we are the original people of this hemisphere right you know we are the original americans so there's nothing wrong with to me like them being here or whatever but it's like don't think you're greater than us you know what i'm saying and at the same time you know what i mean like all that like go back to your country and all of that it's like you know what i'm saying it's like yeah like yeah this country's up this country's a big bro. ass melting yeah. pot bro. that's ignorance because like you know, the, this is our country, bro. This is our land. You know what I mean? Like, before they took all of this land from Mexico, like, all of this was Mexico, bro. Yeah. So it's like, it, it would be like, you're telling us, go back to your country, but it's like, this is this is our motherland, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, for sure, for sure. And, of course, man, to me, the one that's the classics, I Never Lie, featuring VOTG. You know, shout out to VOTG, yeah, man. Shout out to my boys from VOTG. Man, man. Yeah. Those, those are some talented dudes right there, man. Those homies sure. been A1 since day one, man. And uh, much love and respect to all of them, man. They're they're, they're deep. They're deep. You know what I mean? There's a yeah, lot of them. So, you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. To name them all, it's just <laughs> that's it's like, a lot yeah. of them. But VOTG, man, definitely, man. Like, um, I I got a lot of music with them. We, yeah. we released it. Before this album, I released an album with them like um concrete and jungles no or or what's it called it's uh, uh, uh something streets, like streets uh oh. no it's con concrete and palm trees concrete yeah yeah my bad my bad yeah no, palm trees and concrete no it's concrete like and palm that, yeah. trees yeah <laughs> no. but uh it's all on all digital platforms go and check it out we have 10 bangers on that album it's concrete and palm trees yeah and uh we we made a whole album before i released this album and before that we have a bunch of songs bro they they're probably the homies that I've collaborated with the most. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We got a lot of music together. And we're going to keep making music. You know Not what I mean? Because sure. in this game, bro, you meet people who are sincere, who are genuine. You know what I mean? Who it's like, it's not just like, yeah, you meet them. And at first it's like, let's make music. But after that, bro, like you really, you know, like you build a relationship with them, you know? And sometimes relationships turn into friendships. And like, I get along really cool with, with them. You know what I'm saying? Like. All of them, you know what I'm saying? When yeah. I see them, it's always love, you know what I mean? But oh, yeah. I spend a lot of time with Little Trust because he's the one who produces, you know what I mean? And I, I stay in contact a lot with uh, uh, the homie Little Silent, you know what Little I'm saying? Little Silent, yes, sir. And Shout I, out to Little Silent. Lokes the P, you know what I mean? Lokes, Lokes the, the P is always there. And um, a lot of them work and they have busy schedules, but yeah. Little Trust, Lokes the P, Fern Dog, Little Silent, Critical. Critical, yeah, man. Trust. yeah. T, yes, sir. Root Productions, that's, that's, 750. That's an all-star team right there, you know man. They, they uh, definitely uh, have... Yeah. Ghetto Lifers. Yes, <clears throat> I mean, they're all dope, homie, and they're yeah. all feeding people, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like Little Silent, that's somebody that deserves a lot more respect than, than he actually bro. gets. He's a pioneer, yeah, bro. He is. You know he I mean? is because, look, like, honestly, like speaking facts, that's the first Mexican rapper that I ever heard, you know, for the simple fact that, you know, my father knows him and they grew up together. So literally, man, like that's... He was played all throughout every Carne Asada, you know, people in school. Like, that's the first Mexican rapper I ever I ever heard. So not too many people have like shit like recorded from back in the 90s, bro. And right. Like, the, Lil Silent has videos, bro. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Sir. And it's like it, he, 
Like his music, when you listen to it, like he's telling stories, bro. Like yeah. he's taking you there with his lyrics. You know what I'm right. saying? Hell yeah. So homie's a pioneer and he's been doing it for a long time, bro. But, you know, just like we all live the life sometimes, you know, the things we go through in life, they set us back. But, you know, homeboy never gave up on his dreams, man. And yeah. like he inspires his, his nephews, you know, because a lot of them, they're his nephews. Yeah. And it's like now now they're doing their thing you know what i mean vltg to me like makes noise bro and nah, most definitely they're definitely one of the uh groups that are out there doing the damn thing yeah, they got a radio yeah. show too uh every wednesday the vltg show man i'd be listening to it and they always got like new music man yeah. all the time <laughs> so sure. they stay working they stay producing they stay doing their thing yeah obviously growing up you know in, in santa ana like you said you know you were you was a knucklehead growing up you know up to no good um <laughs> I do know that, you know, it took, uh, you were in juvie when, when you read an article from Ice Cube that taught you how to break down, how to, how to pretty much write lyrics, right? Damn, you, you, you really been doing your homework. I bro. got to, I got to, Big Z. But see, I my, still have that article. So this is my question though. Do you think if, let's just say you didn't, you, you weren't a knucklehead and you didn't go to juvie, do you feel that as though you still be a, a rapper right now? Hell yeah. So regardless, yeah. you're still going to gravitate yep. towards music? Music has always been my thing, bro. Yeah. I started playing, um. Well, first of all, in kinder, you know, they give you that little flute that you drive your parents crazy with. <laughs> yeah. I started off with that shit, bro. And I, I remember when they gave me that thing, man, I was fucking playing that thing like every day, bro. Yeah. I wanted to learn like songs and shit, you know, like yeah. I wanted to learn the notes and I was. So then like from there, like I messed with that, like from kinder all the way to like second grade, I messed with that little flute, bro. Yeah. And then third grade, I got a saxophone. Oh, okay. And I started playing the sax. And at, at the same time, I was a part of choir. So it's like, I played it. I was in band and I was in choir, bro. Yeah. So music, like, has always been a part of my life, bro. Like, did I know I was going to turn into a rapper? And, like, did I know that hip-hop was going to influence me? Like, how I did, I didn't know that. Yeah. But when I was young, I was definitely in choir and I was definitely in the band. You know what I'm saying? I loved the music. Yeah. It's, it's like, I know that you're a rapper, right? But is it... Do you tend to turn it off and on or or like like let's just say you ever catch yourself like driving or at work and you just constantly thinking about like you know like uh, I, I love all kinds of music bro I love yeah. oldies uh being from Orange County like we bump a lot of funk over there bro like yeah. Yeah. Doughboy knows what's up dog like we're the land of the funk homie Orange That's County right. so it's like there are always like um functions out there like funk functions like yeah. the clubs out there the bars are always bumping funk but besides that growing up in my household like it was always Barcase, Gap, Band, Zap. You know what I mean? My older brother, like, loved bumping all those jams. You know what I'm saying? Hit, yeah. hit and Run, Cameo, all that shit. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up on funk. And then, you know, my Mexican side of me, like, there was always, like, Rancheras and Los Bukis and all that shit playing. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, as I, like, I started developing my own love for Spanish music. I got real into corridos because oh, okay. like corridos were gangster to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once I heard Chalino, bro, and like the shit he was like singing about, like what? Fuck, <laughs> this guy killed this guy and motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this fool came back and, you know, his, his son came back and got revenge for him. Like, you know, Chalino <laughs> was telling all these crazy stories, bro. So I got, I started getting super into corridos, you know what I mean? And um, from there, you know what I mean? Um, I also bump a lot of reggae, you know what I mean? Because uh, I, I'm not smoking right now, bro, but I've I've always <laughs> liked smoking weed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like something about when you listen to reggae music and you're like blazing it, bro, like, you know what I mean? It takes you like to like that Bob Marley fucking yeah. vibes and shit, you know what I mean? And um, 
I listen to jazz, smooth jazz in the morning. Like when I when I wake up in the morning, I don't like listening to all that rah 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 shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when I wake up in the morning, I listen to smooth jazz, bro. I listen to R and B. I listen to oldies, all that like smooth shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And then um, later on in the day, once my you know my my day starts going, then I'll turn on the hip hop, the yeah. funk. I also like alternative music. I call it I call it white boy music. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's crazy. <laughs> I can't I can't do that. So me, I work at Ontario Airport, right? And uh, um, you know, I work mechanic, and I work with my boy Rigo. Shout out to Rigo. And um, this fool dog, he'll listen to fucking jazz one day and rock one day and. It's like that shit is boring to me, dog. You, know? you gotta like, be versatile like, with it, bro. I'm looking at him like, come on, my boy. Like, really, dog, you know? And then let's just say it's my turn, right? I start pumping my little bangers, some, you know, money sign suede or whatever the case is. And this dude is, is vice versa. He's like, man, turn that shit off, bro. But I don't know, you know, me, like, I'm just a hip hop head, bro. And and like I said, maybe because I'm not, you know, creative or whatever, but I, that's something I can't do, dog. Like, all that other shit, jazz and, and rock and all that. You gotta get like, with some alternative rock, G. Yeah. That's where you said. Some sublime, some Nirvana, yeah. bro. I try, bro. Some that offspring, shit, some that, green day. That shit gets me depressed, fool. Like, I feel I, like that might be like a little bit of some OC shit, too. Like, yeah. us being Rasa, you grow up around certain white boys and shit. Yeah. You go to the beach, you go to Huntington. If you go to Newport, you're gonna hear this music, dog. Okay. You know, you go to. You walk down Huntington Beach, downtown Huntington Beach, you all saw you here, shit like that. I actually got my love for alternative music from uh, one of my homies. Uh, he passed away. His name was David Chin, rest in peace. He used to love bumping Sublime, bro, like fucking Offspring, all that shit. Yeah. And we'd be in his regal, like gangster ass regal, bro. <laughs> and this fool would be bumping <laughs> so, all that so white loud. boy shit, like yeah. all the skater shit, bro. Yeah. We'd be like mobbing around and he'd be like, uh, you know what I mean? Bumping all that fucking alternative rock and yeah. shit. And I'd be like, man. At yeah. first, I was like, man, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. But little by little, I started liking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got that shit from my uncle, my dad's brother. He bumps, yeah. he be bumping alternative all the time, yeah. like, since I was Who, younger. You, Uriel? No, my dad's brother. That's my oh, mom's brother. Right. My, my dad's brother, Chucho, fucking. What's up to Uriel, man? <laughs> cool ass homie. See, that's the thing. I think, you know what? I think I blame my pops, bro, because growing up, it was always like some MCA, you know, obviously the NWA, Ice Cube. It was never no. I never caught my dad bumping no oldies, no. Nothing else, bro. Just but on you know what's a trip? Shit, huh? Like from, from an artist perspective, bro, yeah. like you find a lot of influence in a lot of different genres. Yeah. yeah. Like if you notice, like a lot of hip hop tracks, they be sampling a lot of crazy shit, bro. Yeah. They be sampling shit like like George like George Clinton, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like James Brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um Fools be uh sampling Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of rock music that got the same like drum yeah. patterns as yeah. hip hop. Yeah, you exactly. know, you could you because could they're take, live drums. Yeah, yeah, you could take certain drum patterns out of hip hop music and like rock bands could take those patterns yeah. and fucking make a whole song themselves, you know. Even even jazz, bro. I'd be listening to smooth jazz and I'll listen to a beat and I'll be like, Oh, that's where fucking Ice Cube got that fucking song from, or like that's where Snoop got that song from. Yeah, yeah. Like they be fucking they be sampling shit that like has nothing to do with rap or hip hop. I remember when I was younger, that shit was disappointing to me. I would hear like I would listen to some Drake or something, and then like somebody would put on some oldies or some shit, and you hear the sample, and you're like, man, I thought Drake came up with that shit on his yeah, own, yeah. dog. <laughs> like this motherfucker oh, done use the sample and shit. I think as I think like uh, as I started getting more and more into hip hop, I started realizing that Dre Dre didn't do a lot of the stuff he said he did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you know who don't who doesn't get a lot of credit for like a lot of like Tupac shit, dog? Like everybody always thinks that Dre made his beats. Johnny J, bro, and he was Rasa. He's Rasa, yo. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Johnny yeah. J, like uh, that all eyes on me. Uh, like Pac was already doing his thing. You know what I mean? Before he came to death row, but 
when he came out with that All Eyes on Me, like that really like blew him up. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny J is responsible for a lot of that shit. I mean, so is Daz, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think DJ Quick had something to do with it too. But Johnny J was the one that like all the bangers that were like, fuck yeah, Pac, that yeah. we bump. Johnny J did that shit, bro. Man, and, and Johnny J was born in Mexico, bro. That's crazy. Shit. I mean, I think he was born in Juarez. Oh, shit. And he was raised here in LA. And then from there, he went to the Bay. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, you see a lot Mexico, of his, you'll bro. see a lot of like his production credit on some shit, but yeah. not everything, bro. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, there's some history right there for the Rasa. Yeah, speaking of history, man, I do know, you know, you went shopping with your big bro down Melrose and you ran into Easy E. Yes, I did, man. Unfortunately, you don't have that picture, but. I don't. You ever, you ever... I wish I had. I always think about that picture, man. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I had it, but uh, my brother with, was with this girl at the time and they ended up splitting up and she kept that shit, man. But yeah, yeah I, had, I had just came back from summer vacation from Mexico, bro. I remember I was in some Levi's and I was wearing like guaraches with socks, bro. Yeah. And I was on Melrose and I, I'm not even a Bulls fan, but I had, I think it's when the Bulls beat the Pistons. It was like 91 or 92. Okay. And I, I remember I was wearing this Bulls hat. Everybody was a Bulls fan at one point in that era. <laughs> and fucking, uh, I'm a Laker fan, but I, I just had I just had that hat because I think I got that hat. It's Jordan, bro. You know, it's Jordan. Yeah, everybody yeah. loved Jordan, so everybody was gonna but, wear that shit. But I, I would always take uh, Magic over Jordan, anyways. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, I remember we were at Melrose, and um, I think her, I think my brother's girlfriend's brother wanted to buy some Doc Martens or some yeah. shit like that. And so we were like, fuck it, let's go to Melrose. You know what I mean? And we went to Melrose and we were in this like thrift store. And then like all of a sudden, you know, you just see the door open and fucking boom, in walks EZE with like like four white uh, boys. Yeah. It was like nothing but white boys, bro. And like um the reason we knew who EZE was because my oldest brother, bro, he was a he was like a he was like a big time NWA fan. You know what I mean? Like his name was Caesar, and like uh, my brother's last name was Zavala, so it was like Caesar Z. So every time Easy E would say like Easy on a song, my yeah. brother would change the words to Caesar Z. That's right. <laughs> I mean, like Caesar Z, straight yeah. out of Compton, like yeah. shit like that. So you know what I'm saying? My brother has my older brother R.I.P. He has a lot to do with why I love music too, bro. So as soon as he walked into the thrift store, my other brother was like, "Hey, man, there's Easy E right there." Like, yeah. Like, go tell him what's up. Hit him up. I was like, you go hit him up. He's like, nah, you hit him up. Yeah. So I went and I hit him up. And I was like, hey, what's up, Easy? You know, and he was like, hey, what's up, man? You know what I mean? And I was like, hey, hey, you think I can take a picture with you? He's like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. Just, you know, wait till we get outside. You know what yeah. I mean? So, bam, we waited for him outside while he did his little thing in the thrift store. And he came outside. And as soon as he came, he's like, hey, where's your camera at? That's you know, love, let's, man. Let's That's take love. that picture. Yeah. And we, we took like three or four pictures, bro. But like I said, you know, my brother's uh, uh, girlfriend at the time, she ended up keeping those pictures. Hey, you ever thought about just reaching out to her right now? I mean, I know it's been nah. some years, but you never know. She probably like ripped them up or some shit. <laughs> or probably her new man ripped them up yeah. or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that would have been a dope-ass yeah. picture to have, bro. Because I mean, like, come on, Easy's a legend, bro. Yeah. You know Fuck I mean? yeah. I know. Um, the godfather of gangster rap. You just said your your oldest brother passed away, right? Um, You know, RP to him. Sorry to hear that. Uh I appreciate how, it, man. How, how did that affect you? Losing your uh, big bro. Man, it was it was it was hard, you know. It was difficult because um um around the time that he passed away, I was serving five years inside of um prison, you know what I'm saying? And my brother was a lifer in prison, so he passed away while he was in prison serving a life sentence. You know what I mean? Which um right now that I'm bringing that up, you know, to all the youth 
that's watching, man. And it's like, you know, you're living that life out there in the streets, trying to prove yourself, you know, trying to be somebody in the hood, trying to be somebody in the streets. Like there's only, you're only going to go so far in that lifestyle, man. And I say that because my brother was one of those guys who went like, you know, like full throttle with it, man. Like he, he was like, when you say gangster, he was gangster. When you say he's with the business, he was with the business. And I mean, because he was that way, I mean, he ended up losing his life in prison, bro, because right. he believed in what he believed in. And he, he lived his life the way he lived his life, which was that way. You know what I mean? Like he rode to the fullest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, he ended up losing his life. So, you know what I mean? Like to the youngsters out there, I mean, that that's, that's where that takes you, man. Like living that life is like, you're not going to see too much come out of life living like that. You know, you're either going to catch a life sentence. You're going to lose your life. Um, you know, you're going to be a broke bum on the streets. You know, you're really going to have much, you're not going to see too much out of life, man. If anything, you're going to lose family members. You're going to lose friends. You know what I mean? Eventually your girl's not going to want to be with you because, you know, you're, you're so stuck in that lifestyle that you don't want to grow out of it. And it's like, you know, you don't do nothing with yourself, you know? So it affected me a lot, bro. And when my brother passed away, that's, it was kind of like a reality check for myself. Like, you know, if I keep going doing all the things that I'm doing, you know, I could end up like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was a reality check and it, it was, it, it was a pivotal moment in my life where like I, I told myself, like, I got to start making changes in my life because I don't want to, I don't want to double that pain for my mom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like she, she lost her, her first son, her firstborn. Like, I don't want to go out like that and cause more pain to my family because yeah. I, I seen, I seen the pain that it caused my family, bro. I mean, I wasn't there to bury my brother, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I had to just sit there in my cell and, like, you know what I mean? Like, just deal with deal with the pain. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember the last conversation you had with your brother? Um, I I don't remember the last conversation that I had with my brother because, um, you know, he was he would call. We would talk a lot on the phone, like collect calls, you know. But I remember the last time that I seen him more than uh, our last conversation. When I turned 18, I went to go visit him in prison. You know, like I sent a little visiting form and I got approved and um, I got approved to go see him. And I remember I spent the whole visiting with him and he was just like real happy to see me because, you know, it's like um, we wouldn't see each other too much. You know what I mean? And when when my brother got his life sentence, he was like like 19, about to be 20 years old. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's crazy. He God. spent 17 years in there before, you know, like from... From when he got sentenced, he, my brother was uh, 17 years on the foreyard, and then he passed away. You know what Damn. I mean? And uh, when he was going through trial and all of that, like, he had, he, he was waiting for a son, you know? He, he had a girl pregnant. So my nephew had to grow up that whole time without my brother, you know what I'm saying? And um, I know it was hard for my brother, and it was hard for my nephew, you know what I mean? Not really being in each other's lives, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm thankful to God that um, we have a relationship with my nephew and he comes around every now and then. And, you know, he he he's tight with my mom, like he visits her. And, you know, when I see him, he's like, a, am not going to say like a split image of my brother, but like I see my brother's face in him like big time, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, my brother was a talented dude, man. Like if if he would have ended up getting out of prison or he would have like not that got not really got that much time he'd probably be like one of the like big tattoo artists out there because oh, okay man he was he was talented at drawing bro like yeah. his, his art was beautiful and besides that like um 
he loved music too. Like he used to rap and mess around. He used to, he was a DJ at one time. He loved lowriders, you know what I mean? Like because of him, I like classic cars, you know what I mean? And and I mean, he was just, he was a cool dude, man. He yeah. was a really cool dude. You know, have you ever seen that movie La Familia or Mi Familia? Uh, yeah. That's a good it. movie, bro. Yeah, that's a bad idea. My brother reminds me a lot of that, uh, the dude who plays Chucho, the brother that, that brother. passes away, yeah. that the cops take out. My brother really reminds me of that guy a lot, Chucho. Okay. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. uh, the little brother, Jimmy, looked up to him, to, him, to yeah. Chucho a lot, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, like, I feel like I was Jimmy and my brother was Chucho. Yeah, that's, that's how it was in my family, man. So yeah. I do know, obviously, growing up in the 90s, your era, right, um, gangbanging was like full effect, right? Yeah. Which obviously caused your brothers and yourself to be a gangster, right? Yeah. Let's just say we switch up the eras. Let's just say right now you would have been a youngster. You feel like you still would have been a gangbanger? Probably not, bro. So, so you think it's just like it's an unfortunate situation, but you just think the fact that living in the 90s, you just had no choice but to gang make I think a lot of it had to do with where I grew up. Okay. You know, not, not the era or the time. It's where I grew up, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, don't live, I don't live in the neighborhood I grew up in anymore, which I'm thankful and blessed. You know what I mean? Because that's where I caught all my cases. Yeah. You know I mean, living in that neighborhood was like... Like, just walking down the streets, like, gang unit, the cops would stop you, yeah. you know, and be like, lift up your shirt. Where are you from? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, like, they, they were, they're on the youngsters there, bro, because there's too much activity going on in that area. You know what I mean? And in Santa Ana in general, bro, it's just, like, it's gang infested, huh? Yeah, it's very. Like, it's like you, you'll drive through there in the daytime, and you'll be like, man, this is a pretty cool city. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, a lot of culture, a lot of rasa here, but, like, when it gets dark, bro, like, that's when all the activities yeah. start, you know? Yeah, and it's a lot of shit going on there, man. And it's like um, being a young, being a young Mexican growing up in Santa Ana, bro. It's it's not easy, you know. What I mean, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the choices and decisions you make, but there's a lot of like negative influence there. I mean, it, a lot of a lot of gangs, a lot of drugs, and just a lot of BS in general, bro. You know what I mean? Even even just going to school, you know what I mean, and walking home from school, it's like. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. you ain't even if you ain't banging, you're gonna get approached, you're gonna get hit up. People might confuse you for somebody, or if you're related to somebody, people are gonna be like, oh, that's such and such his brother. Yeah. Which was kind of like my something that I had to go up through growing up because a lot of people that didn't like my brother, they automatically didn't like me. You know what I'm saying? And I had to deal with all that stuff. You know what I mean? But it was part of growing up where I grew up, and I mean, that's just how it was. Yeah, I get it. So, um, how do you, how do you plan to finish off the year, man? You know, the we have what two months left, three months left uh, on the year. Like man, this year went by fast. It man. did, it did, and it's it's crazy because every I'm, year goes by fast. I'm, I'm 29, dog, and I'm gonna turn 30 in January. I'm scared, bro. Dirty 30, homie. I'm scared, dog. Like, 30, 30, 30, 30 coming. Hey, I'm gonna tell hey, you. Hey, 30s are dog. the new 20s, G. I'm gonna tell you something, <laughs> dog. Like as you start getting older, the fucking years just start flying, bro. Yeah. They start flying, so it's like, I mean, you got to take advantage of your youth while you're young, man. Try to do all the things that you really want to do now because yeah. once you get, like, to a certain age, bro, you just want to go to work, come home, and fucking eat and sleep. That's it, bro. Not definitely. Like, you don't even bullshit, dog. Like, yeah. Really, your body just, like, doesn't want to do anything else, bro. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I became a, a pops, you know, typical Mexican. I became a pops at a young age, 22, and... and 
I don't know. I feel like I had to grow up fast, you know? I feel like I had to grow up fast. And now that I'm 30, it's like, damn, everything really happened. It's happening pretty quick, man. I got to yeah. slow it down and try to enjoy it, like you say. But yeah, man, that's just crazy. It's a different era, though, dog. Like I said, their yeah. 30s are the new 20s. I feel like, gee. People have been yeah. saying that for a long time, dog. Once <laughs> you turn 30, you start hitting 40, dog. I feel like your body um, doesn't feel like it's 20 no more. Dog, or maybe you know physically you don't feel that way. But what I'm saying is, like, in terms of like expectations, I guess, at a certain age, you know, yeah. because like I look back and like even my parents, my parents were teen parents, you know, or like I look back and it's like, damn, like people, you really were like having kids at 17, 18, even yeah. from 16, you know, and it's like, now it's not a lot of that. I mean, you still see it, of course, no, no doubt. But I feel like it's different. You know, people are right. like, like slowly, like they're growing up slower. I guess you could say. Like for me, like I was a young, a young OG dog. And what I mean by that is like when I was fifteen, sixteen, I was hanging around with the older crowd. You know, like 30, 40 year olds. So like now that I'm older, it's like, um, yeah, I hang around with people my age. You know what I mean? But I also like embrace the youth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to trip out on like how uh, how how the youth of today thinks and stuff. You know, but it's like it's nothing compared to when I was young, dog. Like in the '90s, you had a lot of young homies that were already up on game, dog. Like 15, 16, already having cars, yeah. money. Fools were hustling. You know what I mean? And it's like nowadays, there's fools that are like 25, 26, still like like they're 16 and 15, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean, I feel like, um, and in a way, I feel like the internet kind of made people that way. I mean, because back in the day, bro, when, when I was young, there was no internet. Like, you had to come outside to get to know people and to, like, socialize. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, everybody just stays sheltered, you know what I mean? And doesn't really, like, you know, you could just jump on your phone and be like, oh, yeah, I know who that person is. But they're saying <laughs> yeah. they know who they are because they see them on Facebook and Instagram. Right. Yeah. right. You know what I mean? Not because they, like, interacted with them like yeah. a person. So it's a trip, man. But as, as far as music, you feel like the internet is beneficial? Uh, it is beneficial because, like, nowadays you don't have to be, like, slanging CDs out it's in a the tool. parking lots or out yeah. your trunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a tool. It's like, a tool. for an artist, it's, like, an easy way to, like, just, like, you know, you got new music, you just fucking, you make a little cover and you fucking load it up to YouTube or on Instagram, Facebook, and everybody's bumping your shit. Right. Yep. I mean, and back in the days, it's like, if you weren't going out to like house parties and spitting flows like at house parties or clubs, yeah. or you weren't like printing CDs out and handing them out to people like demos, like nobody knew who the hell you were. Yeah. Straight you know up. What I mean? Uh, for sure, man. That's, that's, that's facts. And, um, you know what? So, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? We didn't bring up. Is there anything you want to, you want to touch on? I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we could touch on and talk about, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to say one thing, man, like, um, you know, without saying no names or nothing like that or, or putting nobody on blast, I just see, like, a lot of our people, man, they be putting each other down. Like, you know, people be, like, um, talking about the, the next man and, like, worried about what the next man is doing. And it's, like, I really feel that, that like, that really gets nobody nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I feel... um I know unity is never going to exist, like, within the Rasa. Or why, though? Like, what, what do you think? Is you think there's anything that could change that? Or why do you think that is? I feel like, not to cut you off, but you're absolutely right. I feel like we're very supportive when it comes to other artists of, of another race. But when it comes to Monster Self, although we have the numbers that... We're the first ones to, like, tear each other down. Yeah, like, uh, like man, fuck fool. that fool. He's fake. Yeah. He, he ain't... What's he from? Nah, I, mean, fool, well, I feel yeah. like uh, the gang culture has a big reason to do with that, bro. Because it just comes down to like 
fools, you know, people might not even know you, dog. Yeah. And like, they might be from the same area, same city. And then, oh, he's from so-and-so or not even, you don't even have to be like, oh, his family's from so-and-so. Like, fuck right. that fool. Like, we ain't going to bump him. Yeah. Like, dog, you're just going to discredit somebody completely like that, you know? And I feel like a lot of our people struggle with that. And it sucks, you know, because uh, people can't just see past that and see somebody with talent and be like, let's put this fool on, you know, like, let's give this fool a shine. So Look, so the, the gang culture is holding us back. I think I'm not saying completely, yeah, but, but in, it has a lot of I feel like it has a big impact on on our people. Like, yeah, a I big think because impact. a lot of people that are like from neighborhoods or do come from a, a like a, a gang background. They try to bring that shit into the music, you know what I mean? But right. it's like, you got to think about, like, why you got into the music, bro. Right. You got into the music because you, you're trying to, like, do something better for yourself, you know what I mean? So it's like, why would you want to bring all that negative bullshit into something positive that you're trying to yeah. do? Something that could possibly change your life and your family's yeah. life, you know what I mean? It's like... um. You know, you're not going to, you don't become a rapper to become a gangster, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be a gangster, be a gangster, bro. If you want street, a street credibility, you want to be known in the streets, then stay in the streets doing street shit. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to get into the music game, it's like, just know that, you know, this music shit could change your life, man. Yeah. Like, that's why I started getting into this because, you know, I mean, I seen the benefits of being a musician and being an artist. You know what I mean? Like, I already did all that street shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I already did the juvenile hall and prison time. I'm a two-striker, bro. Like, yeah. you think I want to keep fucking around and then end up fucking throwing my life away in prison, bro, and, like, be sitting in a cell like, damn. Yeah. I could have had it popping out there. Okay. I could have been fucking working with this guy. And, like, yeah. you're right there in prison on a cell phone fucking that you got to hide, like, on YouTube watching all these guys. <laughs> popping you know what i mean and it's like man that could have been me and then you're just right there fucking banging on the bunk spinning yeah. flows and like on the yard spin flows and it's like like you threw it all away so bro. let me let, let me ask you these two questions real quick so obviously you know being a, a ex gang member or you know how whatever the case is like let's just say there's somebody in in in, in santa ana right that from a rival ex rival gang right but he's an artist that's popping right and wants to do a track with lottie the g that's you doing that track or i mean you know what i mean like just i mean you know just like i said just just so like i make music bro but i'm not gonna make music with everybody you know what i mean okay like all respects to everybody who's out there you know creating art form and all of that but you know like i still have boundaries that i gotta set for myself you know what i'm saying okay but isn't isn't respectfully though obviously respectfully but isn't isn't that boundary isn't that's what's stopping the the, the growth to the next level i mean me making a song with somebody's not gonna make that person right you know or or, or me making a song with somebody that's a rival is not gonna make me yeah all it's gonna do is be like oh this guy didn't get along with this guy and now they're making music and that's just gonna <clears throat> a lot of people are gonna talk ab about it a lot of people are gonna you know yeah. feel a certain way about it or whatever yeah. but at the end of the day dog you gotta do what's best for you and smart for you bro like like obviously you know I mean? obviously us being in, in like i said these, these are just like you know random ass thoughts and ideas that i'm having right but obviously us being from southern california you already know how it goes with the up north right yeah but let's just say there's somebody up north that it's very talented. I'm not saying that there isn't, but let's just say somebody that got skills, bro, very talented and, and you know, possibly a track with him could maybe be that track that could be on every radio station, MTV, you know, every everywhere. And let's just say you had the opportunity of doing a track with somebody up north. Are, are you are you going to do that or 
or there's still certain boundaries that you need to follow if certain things make sense bro like they make sense you know right. what i mean yeah if they don't make sense they don't make sense yeah like in prison bro mexicans go at it with mexicans right mexicans go at it with whites mexicans yeah. go at it with asians mexicans go at it with blacks yes there's mexican rappers out here making music with blacks yeah there's mexican uh artists out here making music with whites and yeah. asians stupid right. young you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's like what's the difference between you making music with this guy that you might be in a riot with in prison opposed to this guy yeah there's no difference bro yeah it's just that people make a big deal out of it because it's north and south yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. But again, like that's 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 how I see it. Like Doughboy saying, I feel like, you know, like the sometimes the gang politics is is maybe stopping us from That's from why I feel like level. that's why I feel like gang politics and prison politics have no place in music, bro. Yeah. Because if you're gonna be a musician, be a musician, bro. Yeah. If you're gonna be a gangbanger, be a gangbanger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like People get that shit mixed up and confused, bro. Right. I mean, it's like, do you want to leave that life alone to do this shit? Yeah. Or do you want to fake the funk and, yeah. and be doing this and that? Right. Because if you're doing both, bro, like, you're only playing yourself. Yeah, one foot in, one foot out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, music could take you as far as you want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's something positive. You know? Banging and being on the streets, that's something negative. So, off top, positive and negative that shit ain't gonna mix bro yeah you know what i mean so it's like music could give you something good it could help you raise your family it could help you you know be a better person or whatever you know if you really take it serious bro yeah opposed to being a street cat being mixed up in the mix going away to do prison possibly yeah. getting addicted to drugs i mean do you want what's best for you or do you want to keep you know, throwing your life away and fucking up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, like I said, I already went through all that shit, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the people that I've met along the way who are my really my friends and who really fuck with me, like those people are always going to be my friends and fuck with me. And the people who are going to hate on me because of the, I'm doing what I'm doing, it's like those people never had love for me in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, there's always going to be people who got love for you and people who ha hate on you. Yeah, you know, so the ones who really got love for me, they're gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, homie!" Like, do your music shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, all this shit right here don't mean shit. You know what I mean? And then there's gonna be the people who are like, "Man, fuck that fool!" You know, he he thinks he's all this or that, and he yeah. don't even you know like show his face or come around or whatever. You know? Yeah. And it's like those people never probably had love for you from day one, anyways. Yeah. Nice. You know what I'm saying, and it's like, do do I gotta prove keep proving myself to people who don't give a fuck about me? Or do I want to do what I'm doing for my family, like my album is called? Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I can, bro, to be a better person and to, to you know, make my family proud and um, give something back to them, you know? Right. And it's like, because when I was gone doing my time, when I was, you know, going through my court dates and I was sitting in the county, wasn't nobody visiting me or fucking sending me money or putting money in my books. Or, or even a little letter to lift my spirits. Like, hey, dog, keep your head up, homie. Like, it was just my mom, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So back then, you know, I, I didn't used to put my family or my mom first, you know, because, you know, I was so lost. You know what I'm saying? But now that, that I think straight and that I know what I want to do 
what I want out of life, I put my family and my loved ones first, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like the people who really got love for me, I got love for them. You know, the people who really, you know what I mean, respect what I'm doing, like I respect them. And then right. the ones who don't, well, hey, that's that's their opinion. That's yeah. that's the way they feel, you know, and I can't change that. Most definitely, man. You definitely dropping some gems right there for sure. And um, I have a question real, real quick. I, I do notice that you went to Tony A twice, right? Yeah. Um, And I do know there was a, a Chicano um documentary going out. Did you get interviewed for that documentary? Oh, uh, no, I never did. No? Nah? No, nah, and like I never really talk, talked with him about really about that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like when I was on his podcast, like we did what we did here today, you know, like yeah. we talked about me. We talked about my life and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I knew that I had heard like from social media that there was something like that going on, but you know, I didn't really know too much about it. Yeah. Whatever happened to that, though, boy? I, I don't know. You didn't. You didn't get interviewed for that one. Nah, <laughs> I didn't get interviewed for that. We went up there together, no, both times. Oh uh, no, I went with you the first time, and then the second time I was I was on there with another homie. Oh, okay. I don't remember who I went. All this, I think the second time I was up there with the. Uh, they burned an Instagram page. Fuck, I forgot what they're called. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, I'm just I'm just being an asshole. I'm just bullshitting. Like, you know, <laughs> Tony is a cool ass cat. He a legend, man. Shout bro. out to he Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Whether there is or there's not a Chicano rap documentary going on or whatnot, I'm I'm pretty sure sooner or later he'll speak on it. You know? Yeah. Nah, most definitely. That's 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 facts, man. But what's up, though, boy Tony? Man, you guys, you guys gonna pull up to the Urban Con or what? Um, I'm gonna see if I can make that. We do got that. I'm gonna go head up to the fucking the Rams Steelers game. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my boys, he was gonna go too to the Urban Con, and then he he hit me up like last minute. He's oh, bro, I forgot it's a it's a Rams game going yeah, on that day. Yeah, one of my <laughs> so that fool he was like, nah, I'm gonna go check out the Rams. <laughs> yeah, they got some close family friends and shit. They're Steelers fans, so do a little tailgating and shit, you know. Yeah, that's nah, that's dope, man. Honestly, yeah. bro, last year at the Urban Con, that's that's the that's the day I earned some stripes. You know, I was just walking around with my camera going crazy. So And for those who don't know what the Urban Con is, man, it's one of the dopest shows here in Southern California. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Urban Con, my, my boy Kobe on the Mons, my boy Kicks, Bam Bam. Uh, the Block Report, Maldito Pomade, they're, they're the ones putting the Urbicon together. There's going to be a lot of dope artists there. It's going to be at the Ontario Convention Center. And um, there's going to be a lot of artists, lowriders, barbers, uh, models. There's going to be a lot of shit going down. It's sponsored by Modelo. So, I mean, if you guys ain't doing nothing on Sunday, October 22nd, go down to the Ontario Convention Center. Check out the Urbicon, man. It's it's something that's that's good for the culture for our people and um i recommend it last year it was dope bro it was it was and i think that was the first time i ever seen you i seen you posted with votg as a yep. matter of fact yes sir was man. with the homies yeah, that, that one was on stage dope. with me yeah yep. that one was dope not definitely and man. i'm gonna be performing there that day as well you know and i'm gonna have Hell my yeah. booth set up too because okay. besides me making music i also have a uh i also have my own merch my own oh, okay. clothing line yeah you know i mean it's called gutter made gutter made so i'm uh i'm on instagram gutter made uh, my boy got his clothing line, seeking new money. That's right. You know what I mean. And uh, we're besides us being artists, we're also entrepreneurs, bro. Yeah. I mean, because um, I mean, if you listen to the music and um, music brings in fans, the merch is something that we could give back to the fans. You know what I mean? Like support our clothes. You know what I mean? Don't just listen to our music. Like represent our movement. Right. Yep. Ah, for sure, man. That's just deeper dope. than rap. 
Most definitely, but man, Lottie the G Dog, I really appreciate you pulling up, man. You know, hey, before um, you close out, you what happened to the Dodgers? The Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't get to I talk about that one, Dodgers, my boy. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Dodgers <laughs> had, had three more I games. Love, they, had, they had three I more games than the Angels, man. You can't brag about the playoffs just to play hey, three more games in October, we, my boy. Hey, those freeway <laughs> series will be going hard though. The Dodgers <laughs> and the Angels. Yeah, I mean, we got sweat, but it's all good though. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, we had three more. Diamondbacks games. don't look like they're making it past the Phillies either, bro. Nah, man, fucking Phillies are crazy, bro. Yeah, low key, but yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to the Dodgers once again. You know, we had a phenomenal season only to choke at the end. It's all good, you know. It is what it is, I guess, until next year, man. You Seen know? it a couple times already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but on the real, like anytime like a team from California or Southern Cali is doing anything, dog, and if my team's out, I always root for those teams. Yeah. So even like even like when the Angels weren't like in, in the playoffs or whatnot, I yeah. always rooted for the Dodgers, dog. Like, That's right. You, there was a championship a few years like not too long ago right 2020 yeah 2020 yeah yeah, yeah. and the lakers Fake won championship. a championship oh yeah it was the same year, <laughs> same year dodgers yeah. and lakers won championships like, like 88 yeah the lakers won in the bubble yes sir those are fake seasons <laughs> ah, <laughs> nah, they, hey homie a ring's a ring <laughs> i'm just playing <laughs> nah that's what i tell everybody everybody had the same chance though. you know why he says that though right because he's a clipper <laughs> 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 This dude, yeah, man. But you know, Lottie the G, like I said, man, I really appreciate you, dog, for coming through and blessing, you know, blessing the the platform. Nah, I appreciate you guys, man. Notorious one, nah. Doughboy, boy, American Cholo. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It's you been know, an honor. It's been an honor, bro. For sure. We're about to have you spinning right now on the mic alongside my boy Doughboy boy Tony, right? Hell yeah. yeah. There it is. Hey, everybody stay tuned, man. We got, you know, some cool little projects we're about to drop. But that being said, nobody loves you. Notorious one loves you. Doughboy boy Tony, man. Take us out. Appreciate everybody that tapped in, man. You already know it's what's the word every Wednesday on American Cholo. It's the dopest platform on YouTube, man. Appreciate my boy Lottie the G coming through and blessing us with the little interview right here. Most Hope sure. everybody enjoyed it. Tune in next week. Y'all gonna see who we got. Peace. <laughs>